0: In case you missed it in the last clip, your instructions were to take f of x equals log x, sketch the graph on your calculator, and get the derivative using the math function or the tangent equation of log x for these various x values. 1, 2, 3, 4, and I've added a few more if you're interested, a quarter, a third, and a half, and then fill in the table and then come back and we're going to talk about it so if you've done that now coming back f prime of one did you get one and f prime of two did you get a half and f prime of three a third and how am i remembering all this without having to look at my notes i can't imagine how i'm remembering this it's the reciprocal of the input value isn't it did you get that i hope so you probably got 0.3333 repeating 0.25 and then those obviously were okay. To input 1 third, you can actually do 1 divided by 3, enter, and it should work. So I get these derivatives, these slopes of tangent lines for the graph. And I'm just going to sketch a little quick one here, right there. When x is 1, the slope at 1 is also 1. and But unlike the exponential function, which is itself, as its derivative, has itself as its own derivative. The log function gets flatter as x gets bigger, right? So then when x is 2, the slope of the log function, natural log function, is 1 half. And when x is 3, the slope is 1 So even though it's not quite as uh, amazing as the s- slope of the exponential function, it's pretty interesting that, To get the slope of the natural log function at any point at any value x, all you have to do is take 1 over your x value, provided it's just the graph y equals log x. And if you look at a half, then the slope is 2, steeper. And when x is a quarter, then even steeper, the slope is 4. And that makes sense on the graph, and it makes sense in the table, and it makes sense that the derivative has an inverse relationship with x. The larger x gets, the smaller the derivative gets, because the graph is less increasing over time. It gets flatter over time, so the slope is the reciprocal of x at x. So that's our derivative, actually, of the log of x. And so, We can actually prove this one. We don't have to just investigate and say, oh, it looks like it's the reciprocal of x. Proving ddx of log x equals 1 over x, we let y equal the log of x, just as given. But then we do that trick that I have always used in, you know, well, I used in high school. And then when I had to teach this, I learned it, uh, all the aspects of it, not just the little tricks e to the y equals log, oops, that's not true, the log goes away because I have e to the y equals x. I'm not paying attention. You either have the exponential form or the log form. So e to the y equals x. Now I want dy dx. Do you remember last semester what you did if you wanted dy dx and y wasn't already by itself? if y was mixed in the formula you would use implicit differentiation to find dy dx so we're going to use implicit differentiation and the reason why this is going to be so easy and work so nicely is because what's the derivative of e to the u the derivative of e to the u is e to the u back again but then you have to differentiate u because of the chain rule right so we have chain 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 rule e to the y times dy dx equals what's the derivative of x 1 dx dx that one i don't have to write so e to the y times the thing i'm looking for equals one how do you solve for what you're looking for in this case Undo the multiplication by dividing both sides by e to the y. And so dy dx equals 1 over e to the y. And so is that my answer? We want the derivative in terms of x, right? So then we go back and we look at what e to the y equals. e to the y is what x is because y equaled the natural log of x. So x is e to the y, so dy dx is 1 over x. That's what we found by investigating. Now we've proven it, so we can use it. So let's take the derivative of the natural log of 2x. You may have just been thinking, oh, it couldn't possibly be so easy as all I ever have to do is take 1 over x, right? They're, of course, they're going to make it different. Well, we don't want to just ha- be able to differentiate log of x. We want to be able to differentiate log of anything pretty much, right, within, its, within reason, within its domain. So I have the log of 2x I want to differentiate. And I think of 2x as u. And the derivative of log u is 1 over u. But then, if u is more than just x, I have to use the chain rule. And so I have 2 over 2x is, well, that's strange. The derivative of log 2x equals 1 over x again. So if you have your calculator handy, you could graph this. When x is 1, we still have... Uh, we have log of two now. So what does that do to our graph? Log of two is not equal to zero. Log sorry, when x is 1. When x is a half, though, log of two times a half is log of one. So now that's where zero is at the point one half comma 0. So my graph goes like this, but my graph has shifted a little bit. So the slope at 1 half this time is f prime of log 2x. It's 1 over x, right, which is 2. So this time, this graph is steeper. It's got a slope of 2 for an input of a half. Did I do that right? The slope at a half is 1 over a half, which is 2. A half also happens to be where my 0 is, because 2 up here, 2 times a half will be 1. Log of 1 is 0. So this graph is steeper, but you may recall that if you multiply x by something, you make the graph steeper, don't you? So even though the slope looks like it's the same, your inputs are slightly different, so the graph has changed. Let's talk about, in this problem, f double prime of x as well. It works the same way it does for every other function. You just have to be careful. So f double prime of x is the derivative with respect to x of the first derivative. We're using f double prime of log 2x again. So that's the derivative of 1 over x. And the derivative of 1 over x is the derivative with respect to x of x to the negative 1. Which is negative x to the negative two, or negative one over x squared. And what do we know about negative one over x squared in terms of x? If x is zero, it's undefined, right? But that's okay because we don't want to. That's not in our domain anyway. Um, also, negative infinity is the limit as x goes to zero from the right, and our graph is going down to negative infinity. So that's interesting, but. Um, Sorry, the tangent lines are also getting very steep. So the vertical tangent lines are corresponding to the zero in the denominator. But if x is greater than zero, then the concavity is always concave down, because the second derivative is negative for all x greater than zero. And all x greater than 0 is the domain anyway. So that proves to us what we saw before. Because the second derivative is negative for all x greater than 0, that proves to us that the graph is concave down for all x. And we can find the second derivative the same way we do for anything. We find the first derivative and then differentiate again. Be careful to keep track of the chain rule whenever you need to.